0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're here. The twentieth episode has hit us. And what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when the nineteen seventy three podcast runs <laughs> out?
1: <of> <laughs>
0: so hey, you gotta
1: come in big, bro.
0: Which? What are you gonna do? You're gonna hit the pose. You're gonna do the. You're gonna point all four sides and be there. You go. Pose out. So while we're here, 20 episodes, we're going to have some fun with this one right below me. We got the son of the phantom back again for the underdog sports podcast. So here we go. We're going to talk about some stuff. It's going to be a quick half an hour. I guarantee it. This one's going to move along really, really good. So uh,
1: fellas, what do we usually start with? Well, we normally start with a mail, don't we? Yeah, let's hit that mailbag, you bald. So, let me reach down here. Let me do a little hawkeye pierce from Mash and yep. peel the tape off the one from the bottom. Yeah, let's make sure you, <laughs> you don't know uh, the mem- If you don't know what it is, you yeah. gotta go watch the episode.
0: Why don't you All reach right. down between your legs and uh, ease that mailbag back? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, thank you, David Lee Roth. Yep. Appreciate it. Alright, so hey, 1973, just want to say Happy 20th episode Love the show and your Facebook page Keep them coming and where can I buy Thomas Shitty Picks shirt <laughs> Thomas, take it away, brother
2: I appreciate The The the, the, uh, the uh responses I've gotten a few responses I know a few people are going to buy it, so you know what If you keep buying the shirts I won't have to print stuff like this out For the 20th uh, episode <laughs> And uh, I'll be able to go big time yeah. look you need to buy about 18 wheelers full of those shirts
1: it, <laughs> i mean we're tired of couch fishing just saying yeah. <laughs> so uh buy,
0: buy the shirt usually if you look at all of our uh posts on youtube in the description it'll have the the bonfire store where you can go in and uh grab whatever you want to grab uh really appreciate it we have the shirts when people ask you what it is you can you know point them out in our direction that'll be great um you know it's like I said, it's all for fun and there'll probably be more shirts as we go along. So go on there, buy every shirt. They're unlimited. Just keep going. Hammer them, buy them. We'll take them. Ed want to add anything to the email? Uh, Tom, well, I mean, it was, it's, it's kind of nice to
1: not be like uh, attacked by Brian uh, from Watertown, Massachusetts, you know, telling us that like, you know, that Tom has shitty picks Um, that like our picks are terrible. Um. You know, calling us out on our Rushmore's of wrestling picks. You know, so, I mean, I feel really good about this. Yeah, so, I just yeah. want to say, Brian, Wattown, Massachusetts, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. I want to say thank you very much to all of our family and friends Um, that do watch, comment, that type of thing. We really do appreciate it. I mean, we're three goofy guys. With We've added a fourth partner tonight, Son of the Phantom. So, we really do appreciate all, all the feedback. So, thank you.
0: Tom, wanna to, uh, add anything to uh that that email at all this week? I've got nothing. Okay. I, I just want to say uh thanks to everybody and the, let's let's keep it rolling. So with that being said, um let's let's talk a little hockey to, to get rolling here. We're a big day for free agency. We had the draft this week, uh July 1st as we're recording. So that's the first day of free agent frenzy. Um so let, let me ask Dylan have you been able to see any of the sign ins today at all, Dylan?
3: Um, I've been keeping up with the Hawks, but, but that's pretty much it. They haven't really done much. Yeah. Um. What do you think about Taylor Hall going to the Hawks? That I like it. I'll take that. I'll take that. This man needs some help, so we got him some help. Oh, you're sure Connor Bedard's not going to uh, play in the AHL next year? No, 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 no. Okay. He's going to be playing. Is that a guarantee? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I guarantee.
1: You so, hear uh, her first. You heard it here first.
3: Yeah, yeah, you
0: heard it. Breaking news yeah. on uh, on the podcast. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking Muppet news. <laughs> Tom, uh, let's let's do a little bit of a deep dive with these uh, free agents uh, sign-ins today. Uh, shed some light on, on the day for us.
2: I love the way that Anaheim was aggressive. They added some grit to go with the young guys, like uh, Zegras. They added uh, Rodko Gudis today from uh florida and they added uh who the heck was it uh hold on a minute uh, alex killorn so i think that's going to add some good grit to the uh lineup i mean they're not going to be a, more than likely not going to be a playoff team but those are good guys to have in the locker room for the uh, younger guys to learn from so let yeah me but pause. it's all
1: about the shirt thomas i mean Please. you see that 20th anniversary shirt that they came out with i mean that duck's looking mean bro Come on. <laughs> so
0: w- let's pause right there. Let's talk ducks. Now Pepper Pepper Beak with that second pick. Uh, thoughts on that second pick? Do you think you dropped the ball, Dylan? What do you What do you got? Oh yeah, you got to go Fantilli. You got to. I I can't believe that one. I mean, there were uh, a couple of people that already had Fantilli Ducks t uh, jerseys that they actually bought, and that's crazy. When uh you know when they took that pick and i don't know what the basis is behind it i'm sure there's a, a story there um but tom what what do you think on that whole
2: uh oh, terrible i had i had him probably fourth or fifth on my list of uh guys and i mean if you have a chance to have fantilli come in and play alongside Zegers for who knows 10 12 15 years i mean you you need to go with that i mean this kid carlson he may be good but I think this, I think Fantilli is going to be a superstar. So uh, with that being said, with
0: Babcock taking over Columbus and the talent that's there, do you think that's going to be counterproductive with Babcock on that team?
2: Yeah, I think, I, I think he's going to wear out his welcome fast with those guys. Yeah. Yeah. But go,
1: I'm going to disagree with you, Thomas. I mean, come on, man. What's wrong with having young players that have kind of like a hard nosed coach that like, that's kind of old school i mean what's wrong with that i mean even if he's only there for three to five years i mean he lays down how to be a professional to these guys he shows him he shows him the ropes i mean because you know i mean now that they're taking the fighting out of you know the majors i mean these kids are going to be kind of coming up a little soft just saying
0: dylan what do you thought i think uh babcock's gonna screw up that uh Blue Jackets team or, or what, you know, with line A and, and you know, yeah, these
3: younger guys. It's a weird choice to go with him with all the younger guys that they have built up now. But I I agree with Ed. I think that's a good idea to, like, give them all the same thing from the get-go, even if they get rid of them after a couple seasons. Uh, with that being said, I like your acclaimed
0: T-shirt. Just, just a, a quick – yep. Yep. With the scissor. The Scissor shirt. There it is. So, um, <laughs> it's the same with the draft. Right? And um, maybe throwing in some of the free agency, Tom. What, what else do you have um, for free agents that signed today? Oh, oh let, let, Let's talk your team. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk
1: about your team. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk, talk about, about that.
0: Let's talk about your team. What is going on with that Don Sweeney
2: regime over there? I got, I, I, hey. They're still going to make the playoffs. I guarantee you. That's a, a guarantee. Mark it down. Another one. I, see now. Listen, out.
0: the best thing about doing the podcast is we can always go back.
2: I'm not saying they're going to break any records, but they'll make the playoffs. Oh, and it's tough. it's tough to break the record. They just, they just Well, <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying that they, they're going to have. I, I get. I actually have a feeling that uh, Bergeron may come back. I think Krejci's gone, but I think that they're going to end up having almost everyone i don't say everyone back they lost orlov garnett hathaway but i I really like shattenkirk the shattenkirk signing and clifton was good but i like having that veteran presence out there i still don't think they're done i think they may end up trading grizzly and what what do you what do you think about the luchiks thing? i love it i love the fork they've totally rebuilt the fork line and they needed some toughness because they were getting pushed around by Florida and there was no pushback. And I think Lucic, he's, he's going to drop it. That's all he's going to be really good for is, but it just his presence. I mean, you could see with Calgary, he had guys had to be honest. So I think I, I, I'm going to give Sweeney and I don't like Sweeney, but I'm going to give him a little time. It's only the first day. Who knows Bertuzzi still hasn't signed. They may still Make-
1: Pilots, be careful. We don't have a very large legal department, so take it easy there, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what do you think of uh, thoughts on what the Bruins did today?
3: Uh, Shankirk, good. Uh, pretty much letting a lot of people walk. I don't think they have much money. so uh, Bertuzzi, they should definitely prioritize trying to get him back. He was a big piece in the playoffs. So with that, like,
1: how can it be a big piece when you lose and you get bounced in
2: the first one? I mean, that's true.
1: true.
3: Oh, that's
2: just yeah. sour grapes because this team didn't even make the playoffs. So That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. get Tom, look on, at the rafters, man.
2: brothers. Look at the rafters. Okay. Just saying. Ed, 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 yeah. come on now. Come, get out yeah. of the 1960s. <laughs> come on now. I know oh, you're old. Oh,
1: but. <laughs> damn. The
2: black and white video. Back in the days, the black and white video, you know. Damn. you
1: ruthless. It must be the hat, Tom. It must be the hat.
0: So, uh, you know, for a guy that's, you know, struggling for a Stanley Cup over here with the Flyers, just put this Flyers thing in perspective. There was no cable the last time the Flyers won the Stanley Cup. Every house only had one phone, and it was on the wall the last time they won a Stanley Cup. Not a, every house had a black and uh, color TV. It was mostly half and half. So it, it, it's been a long time. So with that being said, the Mitch Cough, what do you, what do you think about the Mitch thing, Dylan? I
3: think that's a good move. You think he's uh, ready to, got to take him. You think he's ready to play? I think so, but won't it be like
0: a couple years? Right. Yeah, unless unless they can pull some uh, Russian mafia stuff and get him get him yeah. over here. It's, uh, Tom, what do you think?
2: Well, I mean, if they can get him out of his KHL contract, I mean, I'd love the signing, but it's, that's a big if, especially with all the uh, the real world of politics and stuff going on right now. So you never, you never know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him come over here and give the kid a chance. I mean, be, have him on a young team like that, where, I mean, he, he's gonna he's gonna excel because he's not gonna have any pressure on him
0: yeah uh looking at the whole free agency day I didn't really see like I know that there wasn't a lot of big names out there but I didn't see a lot of big splashes and I don't know what what Bertuzzi is gonna have in the works but I'm sure he must be getting some kind of offers and just sitting on something in case the Bruins can move like pieces around to get him but are, I, they, gonna,
2: I, are they gonna overpay for him or or what I'm hearing Anaheim is uh made, has already made an offer, but he's sitting waiting for a couple other teams that are trying to move money around to make the, to make an offer. But the deal I a couple of deals I really liked today was uh I liked Blake Wheeler going to the Rangers. I think he's gonna be a good third. I think he'll probably be a third line guy there, maybe a second line guy. I think he adds some good depth to that. And I liked uh Matt Duchesne going to Dallas. I think Dallas is that's a good addition to them. They had a lot of young guys. They needed a an older veteran guy. And I loved Miles Wood going to Colorado. And Colorado locked him up for six years. So it's the long term, but the money's not too bad. How and uh, right? one, the low key one I liked was Eunice Corpusolo going to Ottawa. I think that's a good young team for him. What about uh, the
0: Jonathan Drewen deal that he signed for basically almost nothing? to go to Colorado and here's a guy that, you know, was highly touted at one particular point in time. And it's just, that's uh, like, yeah, go
2: that's ahead. like, uh, Branstrom, Eric Branstrom from, I think he was the second pick in the draft and he only signed with, uh, he re-signed with Ottawa for a million dollars and he that's was crazy. the well, pick in the draft. Well,
1: you know, maybe maybe because um, maybe he was going to do like uh, just make, one of Tom's favorite people. You know, he wore number 77. He couldn't win a cup in the garden, and so he had to go to Colorado to win a cup. Paul Coffey never went to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> are, we
0: ta- are, are we talking about Chris Grattan? Is that what we're talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I didn't know we, we would get a deep dive with Chris Grattan reference on this. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Tom, uh,
2: free agents, uh, any other notable moves I, today? I'm not really. I mean, Dimitri Orlov's on with Carolina. I don't think he's a good fit there. I don't see him. Ha- they they are a fast team. I don't see him being able to keep up with those guys. Yeah. I, I, mean, I could be wrong. And hopefully, I mean, ma- I like Carolina, so maybe I am. But I just don't think he's got the speed to keep up with them. Well speaking of Carolina, I heard
0: that uh there's something in the works still with D'Angelo back to Carolina, but it can't happen until the eighth of uh July. So we'll we'll probably uh be able to mention something about that in the next uh podcast.
2: I've got another big big rumor is that uh Carlson's gonna Eric Carlson's gonna end up with Pittsburgh that they're oh. working on the deal now. It's almost it's almost done from what I heard. Wow. That that's uh, pretty epic if uh if that happens.
0: But I don't know if he'll see as much ice time with Latang or what they're going to do with Latang if that's if he's on the outs, who knows who knows but uh so we'll uh we'll pause right there and um we'll we'll hold off on the on the rest of the hockey talk for for a bit but tom we'll we'll do um your fantasy picks of the
2: week while we're kind of transitioning with some sports. okay but first hold on i have to uh change from my sponsor okay Oh, okay. Yep. All we're right. gonna make it official. Yep. All right. Tom <laughs> City picks.
0: That's the, picks
2: round,
0: the round. Round of the of city's great picks. Great round of applause, everybody. We're gonna get everything You know. need to
1: do a better. You need to do a better intro with this.
0: Yeah. What hey,
1: shoestring budget, Ed? I know. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm just. Yeah. You know, we don't have yeah. time yeah. for the Hulk Hogan
0: references years, so earlier. Podcast, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, we could have could have
1: ripped it, Tom. Could have. <laughs>
2: Hey, that's going to
0: that sure cost me 20 bucks. I can't rip that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a prop. It's a prop. But, yeah, we don't have we don't have a big wardrobe department. Yeah.
2: Well, to go back over what I did last week, I picked Freddie Freeman and Clayton Kershaw. Freddie Freeman is having a pretty good week. He's got 20 points so far. He's got still playing tonight, and he's got a game tomorrow. So he's not doing bad. Clayton Kershaw, he had a good first start. He, he's got 12 points. He's got pushed. He's only going to start one one other. Uh he didn't start the second game this week because he has a sore back. So he's not going to start. So he's only getting one start. So my uh picks for this week, I'm going kind of off the table a little bit with my hitter. I'm going with a young guy. I'm going to go with Matt McClain from Cincinnati. He's got four games this week. Uh I mean seven games this week. One's against Washington and uh, the other series against Milwaukee. He's been on fire the last six games. He's batting uh, he's 10 for 29 with four home runs, 12 RBIs, and six runs in the last six games. Uh, For my pitcher, I'm going with Logan Webb from San Francisco. He's got two starts this week against Seattle and Colorado. Seattle's team batting average is 229, and they've struck out 780 times as a team. Colorado is batting 256 with 760 Ks. So I think Logan Webb's going to rack up a lot of points this week.
0: So we have somebody on the show this week that also has his own podcast. So we, Dylan, you want to add anything to
3: uh, Tom's shitty picks? Ooh, I would. I would have to just go Dodgers, like he already did this past week. That that's the only thing, pretty much. So you you'll, you see,
0: that's a confirmation. The picks aren't all shitty. You got a confirmation
3: from a professional. Hey, I was watching last week. I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. Take a couple Dodgers. That don't lose much.
0: Did it work? Yes. It did. See? There you go. Confirmed. Worked. So uh, Ever
3: since the shirt came out, I think they've been a lot better. (laughs) There you
2: go. (laughs) Some motivation. I don't know.
0: (laughs) See, these sports athletes know that when – some shitty picks comes and your name is mentioned, you to up your game. It's it's just, you know, you just can't deny it. So um let's let's transition over a little bit, talk some wrestling. Uh we had a pass in uh a day or two ago. Uh, Darren Drawsdorf. Um, I don't know if people remember him from the Attitude era. Uh he had um suffered a bad neck injury from D Brown in the ring, and he was confined to a wheelchair for a while. He's been on a couple episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. He's been in a couple documentaries since. Uh, kind of feel bad. Um, kind of got dealt a bad hand uh, from a guy that wasn't really known for being reckless in the ring. Uh, so I don't
1: know. Um, thoughts on Darren Drozloff, uh, Tom, Ed? Ed? I, I, I'll take it. You know, I I remember him. And, um, you know, he's quite a football player from the University of Maryland, you know. And... Um, <clears throat> you know, he uh, graduated with the guy from, uh, that started Under Armour, so uh, and the guy from Under Armour, he was the guy that uh, helped uh, Darren quite a bit after his accident in the ring Um, you know, I think he was kind of like one of those guys, I mean, he did that stuff with LOD, that's also known as Legion of Doom, Um, you know there was that, I think that they did an angle with Hawk, I think, you know, where he was an alcoholic and they kind of tied that in there Um, you know and I think that, you know, accidents happen in the ring. Um, I You know, I, I, I did some fact checking to make sure I got the university right because I thought he went to the – I thought he went to Oklahoma for some reason. I was like, man, that, I, I got to make sure it's right, you know. Um, and I guess, you know, it's it's that whole attitude error. I mean, it, there are a lot of guys that kind of churned through there. And I, I didn't realize that his injury happened less uh, about six months after Owen Hart passed away in the ring. So, yeah. um, you know, kind of just really – you know, just kind of really sad to hear of somebody that, you know, is only 54 that passed away today. And, you know, you know, it's fr- due to the complications that's- that he suffered from the injury. So, very sad.
2: Thomas? Yeah, he, just to piggyback off ahead, Um, a lot of people don't realize he played three years in the NFL before he, I think injuries kind of curtailed him, his career, and then he just, you see the whole thing from, uh, what was it, Beyond the Map, where he had the meeting with Vince McMahon and the whole thing with uh, puking and on command and that's what got him his job. It's kind of that fits right in with the Vince McMahon and his MO from back then being kind of weird and crazy, but uh, he, he was a pretty good wrestler for somebody that had just learned and was never really, I won't say classically trained, but he didn't really have a lot of uh, experience, but he wasn't that bad. And it's just sad that from, I mean, to go off of who I mean, D'Lo Brown, I know, from everything I've heard and all the uh, shoot videos we've heard, he's a really nice guy. And to have it happen, I mean, it really screwed with his confidence the rest of his career. And it's just, it's a, it's a sad thing all around. So
0: um, speaking of sad stories, we'll stay with this week's Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, um, talking about Junkyard Dog. Uh, now for me, and when we always ask, you know, is this person legit Hall of Fame? I, I'm I'm going to say yes with
2: Jay yes, White. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: What a what a character! What you know, he was on the Hulk Hogan Rock and Wrestling cartoon. There's a uh spot in the dark side of the ring that said that he was making like a hundred thousand dollars a quarter off the wrestling figure, the LJN back in the day. So just imagine that you get this four quarters in a in a year. So four hundred thousand dollars, and you know, just to blow through the money the way those guys did, and not invest it and buy a small business or a car wash or, or something that would just keep that money kind of making money. They never did times that. that by
1: three with today's standards on money and inflation. Times that by three.
0: Oh yeah, that's oh, one point yeah. two million. Yeah, just well, just imagine the, you know the the marketing at that time with you My know,
2: God, the WWF. So, Tom, junkyard dog. Oh, it was a it was a good episode. I liked it, and I mean, it just he was really the first black wrestler that kind of succeeded enough where it kind of gave other wrestlers, black wrestlers like Tony Atlas and guys like that, were this is my in their heads thinking that they would uh th- that they could actually get some money and earn some money in this business, make some money, and guys would get a chance because back then. I think Jim Ross is the one that said that back then most promotions had an unwritten rule where they were only hiring so many black wrestlers. And you'd be lucky if one of them was an actual, anything more than a mid Carter. Now uh, let's, let's go to uh, a,
0: a newer wrestling fan. We'll go with the son of the phantom. Uh, I know the phantom uh, growing up was a uh, junk at dog fan thoughts on the J
3: Y Z there, uh, Dylan um i'm not i'm not too familiar but i know he is a super fan i guess you'd say of shell dog being yeah. one of his favorites yeah he
0: he yeah. kind of transcended a lot of um he was one of those guys that i think fans that saw him he, there was no color barrier with him he, you he brought in of course in You know, Mid-South, that Louisiana, Mississippi territory brought in a lot of black fans, but white fans loved him too. So he was like the first guy that was like, you know, had that Dusty Rhodes thing, but he was like the black Dusty Rhodes. He actually, uh, the funny story about him is when he left Mid-South and didn't tell Bill Watts he was going to WWF, he had a briefcase full of money that Vince McMahon had wired to him. And he was going from territory to territory as a featured uh, uh, talent. Uh, That's what he had told Watts he was going to do. And he did that and then transitioned up to New York. So he wasn't in Mid-South when he made the move. He was actually being showcased in a couple of different other territories so he could make the move without any resistance from Watts. But everybody, like one of his last stops was Mid-Atlantic and he was carrying around this briefcase with like that they had wired like five hundred thousand dollars to him and he was just going through the briefcase of money wh- wh- whatever he was doing so it's kind of it's kind of crazy when you look at like the intricate details of that but you know everybody talks really good about him Teddy Biski talks good about him he just had that demon of you know he wasn't sleazy like Jake the snake was as a person but as far as like your interactions with him day to day he was like a good guy he was a really good guy but just couldn't couldn't stay away from uh, you know the bad stuff that that came along with with uh, that eighties fame and that that wrestling back in the day. But uh, Dylan, have you been able to usually watch most of the dark side of the rings or?
3: Um, I've seen a couple yeah. of them, not too many.
0: Yeah, yeah, and more. I think it caters more to like you know if you really knew a lot about the guy, you know, that genre, you know what wrestling. Well, oh, quick, quick thoughts before we. Uh, move away. We didn't have Dylan on last week and it was uh AW's forbidden door and
3: I just wanted his thoughts on it. What what what's your takeaway from that? Mm, overall really good, but I, I missed um a bit of the front the beginning of the show. I missed the MJF match. I missed um uh I don't remember what came on second, but I did get to see the Omega Osprey match and that was crazy. That then- was so
0: I think they kind of stole
3: the show with that. They almost did too much. Mm-hmm. And then when the main event came around, when it was Danielson Okada, I feel like it was really overshadowed by the match that came before it. So I don't know. The ending to that one also, I feel like when I was watching it, it just like kind of ended, and it was like no real build up or anything. So I don't
2: know. Yep. They they came out and said afterwards that Danielson Danielson broke his arm in the match, so yeah, last, he's gonna be out for, the out death, for like a while. Say, that probably screwed up the ending a little bit.
0: So, uh, mm. do you think that five hours for a pay per view is too long? Yes. What do you What do you think the perfect cutoff is for a pay per view? Like, if it's it not set, so you get seven o'clock and you have the three,
2: three hours, hours,
0: three hours, so three hours, uh, okay. so seven to ten or seven to eleven. Well, seven to eleven would be four. Yeah, but the, the first hour is like a, a free buy-in show. They don't really count it as part kind of the pay-per-view. So
1: Well, here's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a show, you need to do an eight o'clock show if it's a pay per view, and that's because so you can get the West Coast viewers, man. Yeah. You, if you do it if you do a seven o'clock, it's a East Coast bias. You can't do that. If you wanna go national and keep your national audience happy, you can't do that. So Dylan, what do you think? Four hours? Three
0: hours. Yeah,
3: I like the four-hour setup that um, AEW was doing it for a little bit, and then some of them, they got kind of crazy that they got up there like five hours. It's like no one can watch this until uh, 1 a.m. And it
0: was nicer when it was on Saturday nights because even if it did go long, you had Sunday to recoup, but on a Sunday night and you're putting in five hours of, and then you got to get up for work, it's tough. It's tough the next day to you know sit there and some of the matches could could not uh have a pay-per-view type um uh, how can I put it? it they don't deserve to be on a pay per view that's as blunt as I can put it they, there are some of those matches they could trim the fat with some of these these things. But anyways let's uh let's move away from that and um we'll talk um I guess we'll do Tom's uh C D
2: of the week. What do you got, Tom? Yes. My uh, CD of the week this week is going old school, going with Billy Squire, Don't Say No. And uh, it was released back in 1981. It was probably his biggest selling album out of, I mean, it was only his second album, but it probably made him the most money. I think it topped out at number five and was on the uh, the charts for like 111 weeks or some ridiculous thing. But uh, it was a 10 song album, songs like Lonely as the Night, In the Dark. My kind of lover, of course, the stroke, and the one I liked, which kind of unsung, was you know what I Like. That was always one of my songs that I liked. But uh, that was it. That's my pick. The
0: the first four songs that you mentioned off that uh, album, they play still on the radio. On on you know, not on the regular, but you you do hear them. And you know, that's uh, out of all those uh, albums that that he had, that was probably the the most critically well-purchased uh, album that he put out. But as far as the the funny story about that is the uh, Rock Me Tonight video kind of killed his career, if you've ever seen it, and you've heard the story about it. it, it you know, it, for a guy that was kind of known like a Peter Frampton kind of guitar, kind of God kind of guy, not really like Rick Springfield, but he could play guitar and he had a, a band built around his singing and guitar playing. It's just... It's crazy how that Rock Me Night video came out and people were like, what the hell's
1: going on here? Thoughts on that, Ed? Well, I oh, mean, I, I like the album. I only pretty much know the first four songs, really. No, and, they, okay. and, and the thing about it is, is that when I come home, they play them on HJY, right? They still do, right? Down here yep. uh, on, uh, what is it, 95.7 out of New Orleans. they You hear every weekend, you know, some Billy Squire, you know, and it's from that album. So, and I do remember watching that behind the music, I think, or there was some sort of rock yeah, documentary yeah, yeah. that had that talked about that video. I don't remember that video, man. That was such a long time ago. Yeah, but you know? it's
0: on YouTube. If you want to have a chuckle, yeah. so go go fire it yeah. up and, and check sure. it out. And, and then get, <laughs> give me your thoughts on that afterwards. It's yeah, you know, when, when you're talking to uh, a whole different era of. What guys were perceived to be, and then you watch that video, you're saying, <laughs> "Why the hell do I have this album in my collection? Something something bad happened to this guy? Did he hit his head in between
1: albums?" Or... Look, it, look this... it. here's the thing: if we could get get you mus- muskets.com to work on our audio visual for background stuff, look, we both we all know that this would be better, but we can't pay him enough, you know. No, but, no, no, no.
0: No, it, the it, thing
1: is, is that. I really think that you really should post on the on the Facebook page. You should post that video. Oh, you all right. I, yeah, yeah. I, I th- think that that's a great idea cuz that way you can touch our audience and so they can see it so you don't have to search for it, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Not a uh, Joan Jett do you want to touch. Not that. That's a, that's that's, that's album for another week. Cuz that that's a, that's a cool video too if you never want to see, if you've ever seen that one. Trench coat and Joan Jet. You know, she only did it once. So if you you blink, you missed it. So put uh, it, up, dude.
1: Put it uh, up there, man. Make it happen. You gotta make so, it happen.
0: So we're winding down towards the end. It, it it usually goes by pretty fast, but uh this is the time we usually like to throw some shout-outs, and I'll start this week and I'll I'll throw it out to uh our buddy Phil. We hadn't talked to him in a while, and he came across the podcast and he reached out and uh we were talking about different things and how uh he loves a lot of the things we talk about, a lot of the stuff's in his wheelhouse. He's in our age demographic. So it's uh you know, it's it's really cool to get positive feedback, especially when we had haven't heard for you know from somebody in a while, and all of a sudden, bam, they they you know find us this way and and you know they have nothing but fantastic, funny things to say. So I uh, will throw it to Dylan. Um Dylan, throw some shout-outs out there. Mention some uh, people you want to say what's up to, and, uh,
3: you know, we'll we'll go around. Uh, all right, I'll just say what's up to the Phantom because I know he's watching. I know. You need to get on here. <laughs> getting called out. You're getting called yeah, out. Getting he's going to be out. on here eventually.
0: Dominic, My- Dominic Mysterio is calling out Ray Ray. <laughs> <laughs> countless <laughs> names
1: <laughs>
3: the but
0: jealous chiefs there. yep the, the law has been laid down that's a that's a good one ed um tom what do you got
1: ed uh, so you know I, I like to circle back to uh just the junkyard dog thing just for about 30 seconds man to hear the story on that about the uh you know him crossing barriers you know we always hear about race relations and how how much tension there were. now, dude. There was a dude in Louisiana that was gonna, that was hopping over the thing, and to stay in character, the dude had a gun, he was gonna shoot Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah, I mean, craziness, man. Yeah. That's mean, good. That's how much he got over. Yeah, um, just lastly, just what, just thank you very much for our family, friends, that type of thing for listening and watching, supporting us. We do really do appreciate it. We're just three goofy guys plus one tonight. We hope to get the Phantom because the Phantom needs to get on here, just saying,
2: <laughs> you know. Um, uh Well, I want to give a shout-out to everyone that watches, all fans, family, friends. But I want to give a special shout-out to Javi, our friend Javi. I talked to him this week and uh, trying to work on him. Hopefully I can get him on the show sometime. We'd love to have him, and I uh, just want to thank him for, uh, for watching and listening.
0: Yeah, I want to get a couple of the guys on here that uh, we've been trying to get on for football season, uh, the football guys, and I think it would a uh, good uh, input and uh, just a little eclectic view, and we can get a little bit different look at it from time to time just so you don't see uh, the same three sexy MFs that you got to look at every week. So with that being said, I'm going to sign off. So for the son of the phantom and the best tag team in the podcast and biz, Good night. Happy 20th episode, fellas. 20.